Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining the Amazing Women in Optometry podcast. Today, we have Dr. Beverly Bionis uh, with us, and she's going to talk about her story in optometry and all the wonderful things that she's done and some advice for our listeners on, on maybe some things that she can inspire uh, us about. Thank you, Beverly, for coming on today. Thank you. I'm looking forward to having fun with you on this this Friday. Yeah. Um, for those of you that do not know her, she graduated from Southern uh, California College of Optometry. She opened up a private practice in San Diego with her husband, uh, Dr. John Pack, and then opened a second and a third. Um, over the years, she's been an active member of San Diego uh, County of Optometry Association, serves as the president in 2023, uh, has done a lot of charitable um, uh, outreach in the community, has been the most influential woman in optical in 2021 for her programs on Neighbors Helping Neighbors. And uh, she has also has partnered with the SLR Vision, SLR Luxottica Vision Foundation, Changing Lenses, Changing Lives Through Lenses program, and has done mission trips in the past, has served on, on numerous boards for, um, you know, women um, in optometry and the ambassador for optometry divas, serves as panelist, uh, speaker for both uh, the American Academy of Optometry Women's Leadership Conference, J&J's Power of Women in Optometry, has been a great you know, advocate for females in the industry. So it's, it's such a pleasure to have you on, on the show today and, and, and share your story. Well, thank you. Thank you. Can you tell me about yourself and your optometry journey? Well, thank you for summing up everything. Like you said, I I grew up actually in San Diego. Came back to my hometown to uh, to practice. I went to school with my opt optometry sweetheart and married him, and we opened up our practice here. We practiced for thirty about twenty six years, and then uh, within the last five years, we partnered with a private equity group. And um, I have a daughter who just graduated from optometry school in 2020. And then we acquired, I shouldn't say acquired, we gained a son-in-law who is an optometrist as well, Dr. Justin Wynn. So as you can imagine, our, our dinner table conversations are definitely impacted by optometry. My poor son, who's not in optometry, gets very bored with our conversations, but it's been a fun journey. Yeah, you know, I, I would always love to have a sidekick, a daughter um, with me in the office over the years. My kids are little, but how amazing is that, you know, just to kind of something that you love and the person you love the most to be, you know, involved in your life as as they get older, too. And you can kind of mentor them and kind of give them guidance and, and things like that. Try to do the best that you can. Um, so I think that's great because your passion for optometry must have really rubbed off on your daughter to, to go into the field as well. And it's such a great field that you recommended it um, to her. And she's a new grad recently, right? So. Right, right. It, and it was not always that good. She didn't really enjoy um, listen to optometry stories every day. But, you know, I kept on showing her how good the profession has been for our family. And yeah, has been. Yeah. I, I so, think my, my, my kids are younger, but I think they hear a lot of things. And so I, they, they'll, they've learned a lot about optometry, even though they're middle school and elementary school. Right. What, what has inspired you to become an optometrist? 
actually that was early on. I was 16 at the time and I was one of those quiet Asian girls that uh, sat in the front of the class because I was afraid of being teased by my peers with wearing glasses. So I sat in the front and then my mom took me to an optometrist and he fit me with contact lenses. And I was just amazed at this little plastic, little disc can help me see. And it changed my whole personality, gave me more confidence. And that just inspired me to actually move in that direction to be an optometrist. Excellent. Can you tell us about yourself early in your career in optometry as, as a female and you know how you broke some barriers to, to be where you are today? Yeah, when I, earlier on, uh, I, when I think about things today, I wished I would have said yes a little more than what I did back then, just because I always like kind of geared, you know, kind of geared my way away from things that made me feel uncomfortable or I was scared to do. But when I realize it today, I realize that's where my most most growth occurred, you know, just like being on this podcast is something that's totally different from where I would have been back then than where I am today. No, you know, I have a lot of uh, female um, guests on the on the podcast, and a lot of them say, always say yes to every opportunity. And that's, oh. that's been one of the themes that a lot of um, females have said. And that's been great, because I, I take the same advice, too. I mean, I've been uncomfortable over the years, try new things, you fail, you try again. And, you know, sometimes just saying yes opens up a lot of doors, but you get confident, um, you learn something. It's, it just, it just opens a lot of opportunities and, and just getting, being uncomfortable um, has been a, a great way to really grow. Um, and, and whether it's depending on what you want in optometry, whether maybe you want to, you know, donate your time and, and do charity, do mission trips, Tell us about your mission trips and how you got involved in that and the impact that you made in, uh, for a lot of people in, in, in those countries. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I giving back to the When my husband and I actually opened our, our practice, we really had this discussion on what would, what do we want to be known for in our community? And I always told my husband, I want to be known to be uh, an optometry office that was branded into the community, someone that gives back to the community. And so that has been our kind of our mission and our vision to the practice. And so every time we did things, it was always to give back. So we gave scholarships away. We also, you know, to local high schools of people that wanted to go into optometry. We used to shut down our office to bring our employees out to the community to make sure that they felt like they were part of the community as well. Um, and so from that, it actually expanded to mission trips. <clears throat> so one of my most memorable or one of those um, those times where, where I feel most accomplished is when I went to my mom's, my dad's hometown province in the Philippines. And that was really important to me because my mom and dad came from a very small, a very poor town. And I remember waking up in the morning and seeing hundreds of people just lined up to be seen for a vision exam. And I said, how can I possibly, how can 
our IT team, you know, possibly see all these people. And it was just a long day, but I was just so proud of ourselves by the end of the day because we actually saw every single person that day. So that was one of those memorable accomplishments in my career. Yeah, I mean, you continue to do it. You do it there in the Philippines. I think you, 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 the last 30 years, mm -hmm. is that correct? And then, yeah. you know, teaming up locally and with the SLR, uh, you know, Luxottica Vision Foundation, a great foundation to help people in need. Um, that that's that's amazing to give back because you get so much from giving back to others, you know, and you do and 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 it makes your job more fulfilling, right? It's 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 great to be able to do that. And I I, I highly recommend it to every optometrist, doesn't matter where you are in your career, um, to be at the beginning, at the end. There's a lot of little things that you can do at the beginning. Let's say you're super busy um, and you can't do that mission trip. You can't take away. But there's a lot of things you can do locally. And there's a lot of um, you know, good charities uh, in each state or maybe even just with the Essilor Luxottica Vision Foundation. Yeah, the charities are very easy program to belong to because they have everything that's already set for you. Um, as far as frames and lenses. And so that's a place that you could start when you want, or if you're interested in giving back to your community. Yeah. Cause we all have that one or, you know, one or two, you know, children that, that the parents don't have any money and you know, they need glasses and, and there's a, you know, a lot of us will sometimes provide it, right. We'll make that, make that difference anyways, but there are resources out there um, that we could help our patients. Um, if, if some office is not able to do that, but um, we know our, our job as optometrists is to take care of our patients, take care of people. Um, so that has been one of the most fulfilling things for me is, you know, you make an impact in people's lives. And um, but it's also been very good uh, for me as a profession to have been very thankful for optometry. Um, the other thing that, you know, I've been very thankful for is women in the industry that really led the way. They've taken the step. They've been sponsors for a lot of females. Um, you know, it seems like you've been doing some of that as well recently with, with the different boards that you're on, optometry, uh, you know, divas, women in optometry magazine, leadership conferences. You're, you're really advocating for females in the industry. Tell us a little bit about that. And also with the Optical Women's Association, which has been a great champion for females in the industry. Tell us how you got a little involved in that. Actually, I think OWA has been a gift to me. I was introduced to um, OWA in 2019 by the president, Deb Bolkin. And she just, asked, she just asked a simple question, do you know about the Optical Women's Association? And it just was at a time that was very pivotal for me because I, I, I had a little bit, because of the change in my business model, I, I had some a lack of kind of clarity or, or purpose. and. And, and this just allowed me to, uh, well, I guess going back to Deb Bolkin, she was so good at follow-up. After she, I met her, she sent me invitations to join this organization. She sent me some sort of like bracelet. It was a beautiful bracelet with a pearl. It, and it had their tagline, Connect, Inspire, Lead. And I just was really uh, drawn by the words of their their mission or their their tagline. And by joining it, I really saw the truth to their organization. They they continue to be that contrast. They use their platform to be that contrast to promote women leaders. 
and uh, that was different for me and i i i just really have been inspired for the people that i met in the, the organization and how supportive they have been. Yeah, you know, I, I've joined the organization as well. I think it's a great organization. You meet a lot of different females in the industry. It's not just optometrists, it's others and opticians, you know, reps. Deb Vulcan is uh, one leader within, you know, Luxotica Frames. I mean, it's, it's great to network. And I'm looking forward to going to the breakfast at Vision Expo East next week. Um, and now you are going to be awarded. Um, next week. Tell us about that and um, congratulations on your award. Well, thank you so much. It, it really means a lot to me that I am getting an award for a, an organization I really believe in. The work has been so easy and it just been, it has given me so much joy to give to this organization and um, just to be honored uh, really fools my heart because I feel like uh, the, contribu the contributions that I have made has been making a difference. So I am just honored to. to Tell us how you, uh, what you do with OWA, like what boards you serve on, how are you involved? And if others want to get involved, how, how, how do they get involved with OWA? Well, I am currently the vice chair of the events committee that actually puts on the events at Vision Expos. I have been and I really enjoy being on the Connection Enrichment Committee. And that's where I feel like a lot of my creativity is able to, I, I am able to share in that in committee where at the beginning of 2020, um, the topic was to how can we support women during a very difficult time. And so one of the ideas that came out was coffee break, connecting one sip at a time is one of the, the programs that was created. And then also food for thought when we were talking about diversity, how can we use food as a platform to talk about our culture and, and share our diversity with the organization? So those are the, some of the things that I was happy to contribute to OWA. And what my advice to people is, don't just be a member of OWA, try to get on the committees and really actually, you know, meet different people. Um, nowadays in Zoom, you can meet people all over the United States and we have people in Canada as well. And just get involved and share your talents. No, yeah, those those have been good uh, events that they've done via Zoom, like fireside chats and things like that. I, I've joined some of those, and and they're later in the day, like at night. I mean, it's it's easier. You can join committee that you want to. They're welcome to take on. They're welcome to mentor you. Um, you can reach out, get a different perspective, right? Even if you're in private practice, um, you know, get some of these experts, you know, on the phone. They're willing to help you. Like if if you're you know you're starting a new practice and you're you know, you're confused about frame board management, like they'll get on the phone with you. They'll talk to you. They're not looking to sell. They're looking to help you as, as a female in the industry succeed. They've been there. They can, you know, introduce you to different other people. And my experience OWA has been amazing. It's, it's been very uplifting. They've you know really inspired others. Um, they're help promote each other and, yeah. you know, yeah. for the purpose of, you know, you know, expanding female leadership, females in the industry. And I, I think that's very important that, you know, we work together um, to uplift each other. 
Um, I'll tell you in my road, my experience over the last 10 years, um, you know, the doors that have opened or, you know, people that have kind of like tapped me on the shoulder and believed in me have really been females in the industry. You know, um, optometry divas, you know, Loretta, she is amazing. Inspiring. Yeah. Like what she does, you know, really inspired me to, to be like, Wow! Look, literally, like, like what she's there just to help promote females that are doing great and whatever they want to do, and I'm like, I could do that too in a podcast. That's great, you know. Inspire me, give this person a spotlight, you know, and 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 you know that might not have the spotlight, and and it gives it just promotes just great energy in the industry. I totally agree. I do enjoy my, uh, I get to be a co-ambassador with my daughter on Tometry Divas. Loretta has been inspiring. I love her. Maria, your show and paying it forward to, to bring on women in the industry has been inspiring as well. And Thank it's you. True that, you know, sometimes optometrists, we can we tend to be like, one-sided and we tend to gravitate with just optometry and we really need to expand that and um, expand our circles. We learn a lot from different perspectives of having friends that are older, um, acquaintances and colleagues that are younger, especially the younger people, we younger OTs, we can learn a lot from them. So I, I, I totally agree with everything that you said. Yeah, no, it's been it's been great in this podcast too. Like I learn I learn a lot. I'm like, this person's you know amazing woman in optometry, and uh, you know what can I learn from her, and what has she done, and over the years, and uh, no, it's it's been great having a lot of these females on and sharing their story, and uh, it's it's been great learning experience for me, and I'm glad that the listeners are getting something from this too. I mean, we're getting some positive feedback. People are inspired, and you know, and and just getting the spotlight that people deserve. Tell us what your next career move is for you now that you've sold your practice and, and been more of in a leadership roles in optometry to help young females. It's uh, interesting. That's an interesting question because I just finished a book um, that is called No Regrets, uh, Living Out Your Fourth Quarter with No Regrets. It was really interesting because it's a little bit strange because I talk about the fourth quarter because, you know, our life expectancy is 80. And so I'm approaching 60. So that is the fourth quarter. And so I started thinking about that as far as my fourth quarter of optometry. And, uh, and I, I think, like I said, I think about the, the field of optometry and how good it has been to myself and my family. And, you know, I just want to give back and finish this last stretch of my career strong. And I, I just think about what can be, you know, what can I do to give much more to the industry? I would love to see myself in a career that, <laughs> at the second part of my career, in a spot that maybe I can get paid for. <laughs> but... Um, no, I just, I continue to look at how I can be an impact in the industry. I can help those uh, new ODs climbing up the ladder or going into business themselves. So that's where I feel like I want to be. 
Oh, that's great. You know, and just meeting you in person, the first time I met you, I'll tell you, very open, easy to talk to. It's 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 great to, to I think that you'd be a great mentor for a lot of young females. I mean, you, I think you've done a lot. I think you're a great uh, person to kind of aspire to multiple practices, leadership positions, you know, advocating for the profession. Um, so, you know, I commend you for that. You know, it's some people have a position and unfortunately it's hard to for some of them to open up and, you know, people to approach them. You're very approachable. And I think, I think that's, um, I think that's a great quality and uh, very humble in all your accomplishments. Thank you. Thank you. So if anyone wants to contact you, is there an email that they can and um, what's the best contact that, that they can? Is it LinkedIn? Is it an email? They can do LinkedIn. They can email me at my personal email, which is drdionis at gmail.com. I'm always looking forward to meeting and connecting new friends with new friends. All right. All right. I'll see you next week at Vision Expo East. Well, thank you, Maria. We'll see you then. Thank you. Goodbye.